0: To the Making Laps Podcast. Let me see, how many listens are we down to?
1: We're rolling tape.
0: I know, but I'm depressed. (laughs) I'm trying to find a silver lining in this. Hello and welcome to the Making Laps Podcast. I am your host, Brent Gleason. Alongside me is my brother, Jesse Gleason. Oh man, is it hot? Man, I can't even believe these guys are going out in race cars, but hey, I guess you do what you love. How hot is it? Too hot. I'm not that 1950s TV show. (laughs) Is it hot enough for you? Actually, yeah, it is. That's why I've spent all day indoors in air conditioning on my day off, so... Yeah, I love it when my balls stick
1: together and spread apart like chicken wings. That
0: sounds painful. It um, does hurt. No, I, I mean it's so damn hot. I mean my garage is not insulated, so I'm glad I'm really not racing full time and give myself a little bit of a break because I had Jesse in there and I showed him how warm it was and you like everything inside was hot to the touch. Like it felt like the race car just ran. It felt like parts had just come out of it after it had run a night. It's like it was warm. Like things are warm. Things shouldn't be warm to the touch in a garage. That's just not natural. Yeah, I would lose the will to live. Which I, this is why as a fat kid, I stay inside. Yeah, I built my transmission in that garage this week. And, uh, I have crippling depression. I do after that night, man. That was so hot. My brain fried. I drank like 2,000 milliliters of water. It was a ton. It's like two liters or something like that. But it was so i lost my mind i like got pissed off because it was so warm in there i was like throwing tools i'm like why doesn't anything fit why won't Bruh. it why won't it work <laughs> I, I had to quit because i was getting wicked dehydrated. it was not a good scene but now the car's coming along pretty good uh i'm still waiting for my fuel cell to be shipped out i ordered it Hey, what's the date today Twenty seventh, the twenty seventh. So I'm two days. Sh- day. I'm two days shy of a full month since I ordered my fuel cell. I know the COVID thing has probably put a damper on a lot of manufacturing processes, but man, it's a long wait. Probably should have bought an ATL, but hey, it'll be fresh and new when I get it. They said the ship date on the receipt was July thirty first, I think. So yeah, hopefully that comes in soon, but no big rush. I've already missed a bunch of point races. I'm not doing it for for, uh, full season anyway. I'm just doing it for fun. And who wants to race when it's 95 degrees out? Not fat kids. Not fat kids, no. No. Especially not us because we've done it too long. But if I was racing for the points, I'd definitely be there. Anyway, speaking of racing, I guess uh, we are still clairvoyant and we are still leading the path towards racers, I guess. I don't know what I'm trying to say here. But... Waterford again, proves our influence because we're so powerful with this little show. uh, they posted rules, you know, we were complaining about that last week, well, we weren't complaining. we were just kind of saying, "Here, you guys should do this. I wouldn't call that complaining um but they posted their rules literally the day after our podcast came out, where we were saying, "You guys should drop some rules." So yeah, they proved our influence once again, and of course, people are complaining about the rules. It's like, oh, why don't you allow headers in the street stock? So oh, why don't you do this? Oh, why stop don't you do that? With
1: the fucking headers, I it's hate like, them.
0: Please stop. Just like they've they've had, they've had
1: that question for twenty years. When are we getting headers? When are we getting headers? No, fuck headers. Okay, fuck them. They're they're horrible to work on. Okay, everything's all tight. It just crams everything in there. Get makes makes some kind of a good exhaust manifold rule. We don't need fucking headers. Cars don't need to go faster. Don't need to be harder to work on.
0: But. But exhaust headers can cost as much, or exhaust manifolds, cast manifolds can cost as much as uh, headers when you try to find them on eBay. And they crack a lot. No. No, they don't. <laughs> they, they, I've never had one crack. I've no, no. In the twenty years that we've raced with cast manifolds, Stop. we've never had one crack. The only reason you would have a manifold crack is if your dumbass doesn't know how to tune a carburetor and you're running your car way too lean, and ch- churn, or if you uh, don't know
1: how to torque something down or put exhaust
0: gaskets on, and you're and you're trying
1: to wrench it on too tight.
0: Yeah, we've never had a pet. A pet. We've never had a pair of exhaust cast manifolds crack. The only time I've ever seen them crack is when Jesse sends the right front upper through the manifold because he slammed into the wall.
1: <laughs> you are disgusting.
0: <laughs> We've lost a lot of really good log manifolds that way, but hey, that's racing. Um but, but no, they they released the same exact... I'm going to say that again. The same exact rule package that they released when they were supposed to race last year. It was the same rules that they released for the 2019 season, which obviously didn't happen, and you guys literally had a year to get ready. They weren't going to make any last-minute changes because that's not a smart thing to do. Yeah, why would they all
1: of a sudden come out with a brand-new freaking rule book with, like, a two, week and a half to go Literally shipping
0: that's going to be delayed for four months? Literally two weeks before racing. Why would they change anything? Why would they
1: do that? It's a smart, it's a smart move. That's what the Speed Bowl did. It was a smart idea.
0: That was, exactly, why would you change it? I mean, again, they released it before, they re-released the same thing. The ones that complain the most are not going to be the ones racing anyway, so fuck them. Probably not. I guarantee they don't race full-time. Anyway, stop complaining about rules that You're not even
1: racing, shut up.
0: (laughs) They don't even make any difference. You
1: haven't driven a car since 1983, shut up. (laughs) Goddamn used car dealers.
0: I uh, know it's... I love those guys. They're the guys who buy 15 different race cars and suck in all of them, and then they c- complain they don't have any money to race. <laughs> I don't know. I don't get it. But... Eat me. Anyway. So they released their rules because of our influence, and that's good because the racers needed them. So they're... Oh shit! They're sticking with it. Uh, they held an open practice uh, this past Saturday for the first time in over a year. I guess they got some pretty good counts. They got a lot of guys to come show up. Uh, I know it was pretty last minute. I mean, they had like a week's notice or something. But, um, again, you had a year to get your cars ready. So (laughs) let's let's get going here. They had a
1: bunch of people there, though. They did. I guess they
0: had a good amount. That's great. I think they had like uh, eight or nine different divisions show up like between every different type of division that shows up at that track at any given point during the year. So okay. they had like Wednesday cars, they had Saturday cars, they had uh, tour touring divisions. Maybe they just opened it up to whoever would be racing there during the year and said, here, come race. And when's the next one? Uh, the next one's going to be this Wednesday and this Thursday. So they're going to have two of them. They're going to have one on Wednesday for the Wednesday night shows, mm-hmm. which is literally, if anybody doesn't know what that is, it's basically the same thing as fast Fridays at Seekonk except with, like, different rules where they should probably adopt the Fast Friday rules from Seacock because they're better. But they get paid. Right. They actually do get paid at, at uh, Waterford on Wednesday nights. Um, As well, they should. Uh, yeah, they should get something because they are putting on a show. Uh, and they also have a Thursday practice for the Saturday Divisions – uh, you know, normal mini street stock, uh, late model modified. I don't know where they're gonna put the legends cars in, in any of this. I think they're they might lump them in with the Wednesday show. I'm not sure, just to even out the numbers. I don't know. Well, I'm sure
1: because the, now that um, now that the announcements have been made, now there'll be even more cars with more time. There'll be more cars for this upcoming show, so it's gonna break them up a bit.
0: Which I know is that uh, a fine idea. I know people were complaining that they they moved. Uh, the Legends cars, to Wednesday nights and not having them on Saturdays. I don't really have an opinion on that. I think that when they had them on both nights, they got pretty good counts either way. So, I mean, go back to that. When we were filming Sid's View, they had Saturday and Wednesday um, Legends cars, and they did a really good job of, of keeping up car counts. I mean, it was a good show any night they came out. So, yeah, I mean, I don't really have a firm opinion either way on that.
1: Yeah. When the so, racing was good, but sometimes they're a shit show. Sometimes they weren't.
0: It dep- it's like any division. Just like you any know, division. The SKs could be a shit show. Except the Bandos. The late models could be. I mean, everything. you don't want the Bandos to be. Because <laughs> they're not... No. I don't think they should race on that track because the track's too big. But, um, So they are actually trying to hold their first... I think they're trying to hold their first... This is what I gathered from their Facebook posts. They're trying to hold their first race this Saturday. I believe it's August 1st. And if they can't get that done... I believe they're trying to work with the state, trying, like Stafford did, to try to get their, uh, you know, they're trying to go through the right channels to try to get people in at a certain amount of capacity and all this other stuff. And So they're trying to figure that out. But if they can't get that figured out, I guess they're going to try for the 8th. And there's also been a hint that the MRS series is going to be there on the 8th as their first race of the season. Oh, kick guess So if you're gonna have if you're gonna come out, come out for tour mods, you know, why not? I guess they do put on a good show. I mean, all these touring modified Always. divisions. Like we went to the or I went to the Tri Track race at uh Manadnock a couple weeks ago. And uh I mean they had a lot of cars. I mean nobody else is racing, so why not? You know, so um yeah, that would be a good show. Uh the only thing that really concerns me is the they really cut down a large amount of capacity by putting these new grandstands in. And that's just kind of like, it's just, I don't like if I was a promoter, I think I've probably touched on this before, but if I was a promoter, I wouldn't want to cut the capacity down because I would want to have a lot more big name races to bring people in, you know, and well, how much, what's the estimated capacity. It's like 3,500. I think it was like 6,000 before with the full grandstands, wasn't it?
1: I guess. Well, are those grandstands finished. Yeah, they're done. That's that's it.
0: Yeah, I think they cut the capacity basically in half. Well, they have room to expand. I, I so. hope so. I really do. Um, but I, again, the promoter in me. I'm not much of a promoter, but I would say, don't get rid of grandstands. Try to fill them up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not a great excuse. Saying, oh well, we didn't get great, you know, fan counts before, so we're gonna take seats away. It's like no. Do what you can to get those seats filled back up. But I that's just it's just me. I'm glad the place is still there. It looks fantastic from the pictures. They got everything cleaned up. Lawns mowed, you know, asphalt's down, tracks clean, everybody had a good time. Nobody got junked at this practice from what I heard, so everything went well. And yay, we got another playground. Sexy time explosion. Uh, perfect. I mean, there's there, obviously we could go into a hell of a lot more about like our concerns for certain racetracks and what we would like to see out of them, but you know what? At this point, I'm just gonna say that we we're we're just lucky to be open right now. Let's 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 take and let's voice our concerns for any other thing that might be going on later on when things are a lot more solid and concrete, and we can. Worry about that. Yeah, let's worry about that later, okay? If there's a really pressing safety concern, then let's talk about it. But honestly, let's just start rolling and get going first off, and then we'll clean it all up afterwards. So, right. Oh, so Denny Hamlin won the Kansas race Thursday night. It was weird to see a Thursday night cup race, and to be honest with you, I'm looking at the ratings and I'm looking at the scheduling and stuff, and these midweek cup races are a great – I mean, as a fan, I love sitting down midweek after working and saying, oh, great, there's a race on. I can watch it. But the problem is is the casual fan does not know it's on. I mean, the ratings on all of the midweek shows have been down from the Sunday shows. Well, they don't
1: promote it on anything that's not during a race. They need to promote it throughout the network on nights, not
0: just the nights that they're racing. And, yeah, I do believe that there is a lot of influence to be had with not showing it on the specialized networks on cable, but on the big networks. Like if you've got Fox and NBC covering races, putting them on FS1 or Fox Sports or NBC Sports, whatever, um, I think that it hurts ratings overall regardless of what goes on. I think every time you have it on the smaller network, the cable network, it's always going to hurt ratings.
1: I know. It's retarded because nobody has antennas anymore. No. So no one's turning the antenna around going due north, looking for a Springfield station or anything like that. It's I don't know. I, why, do you have all, why does NBC have all these stations if they're not going to promote shit throughout their networks?
0: They really do need to throw a, a, a short little fifteen second commercial out there every once in a while at prime I mean, time. For fuck's sake,
1: why can't they do it like on reruns of, of like The Office or of uh, the the Big Bang Theory? Why don't you put some some of that shit on there or put it on you know on the NFL Network or on NHL Network maybe or not. NBA Network or baseball or whatever? Because no one else is playing, no one gives a shit. Yeah. So give them some kind
0: of sport to watch. I mean, I promote heard- shit. Yeah, I mean, if you're a network and you're and you're showing a, a sport, you'd probably want people to tune in, so you'd probably use some of your airtime. I know a little bit. doesn't hurt. Throw a blurb up there. I mean, it's not that difficult. I mean, but, I mean, like I said, when you go outside of what people are used to doing, like going away from Sundays, even Saturdays when they had Saturday night races and stuff, I mean, everybody knew it was going to be a Saturday race, you know, because it was traditionally like the Bristol night race. It's Saturday night. You know, it's... Everybody knows that, but if you start straying away from Sunday all the time, people get confused and some people might just be too busy to pay attention or just not watch. Like I don't actually watch TV other than like sports. So I don't like I don't have it on in the background for noise, so I don't catch these commercials. Well, I know a lot of people are probably like that too, but um again, if you're if you're a big enough fan, you'll you'll know when they're on, so whatever. I you know? mean Everybody knows what Coca Cola is, right? Everybody yeah. knows
1: who McDonald's is. They still freaking advertise. Throw it out there. Well, yeah. Rain
0: on that shit. There's a reason why they know them because Rain they it. advertise the hell out of everything. <laughs> you always see a commercial for them. So yeah, if we got to just throw a whole bunch of ads out there, it's just you gotta. Especially if it's a special night, if it's prime time, let's get something going here. If you want it to, if you want something to succeed, even on the short track level, you advertise. People need to know that it's there. Nobody goes to the movies
1: and watches it based on word of mouth anymore. I know sometimes they do. Once in a blue moon, they do. But everybody else is going to go see the fucking blockbuster, okay?
0: Yeah. That's what they want to see because
1: it's been been shilled out all the time.
0: Yep. And I see a lot of people complaining that they're using Ryan Newman's wreck in commercials. It's like, dude, he was okay. If he wasn't okay, they wouldn't be using that wreck in their commercials.
1: It's not like they're using Dale Earnhardt's wreck in, in Daytona, you know, when he died to, to get more looks at. The guy they're was okay. Using, <laughs> he you know? was okay. He lived. It's not like they're using, you know, the Dale Earnhardt death in order to try to promote NASCAR. Yeah. That not... would be classless and stupid.
0: They do. You remember being a kid and uh, watching Andy Farr's wreck from the ARCA qualifying at Daytona? You know that wreck. I'm sure I do. Turn four, yellow car, flips over and pancakes the wall basically with the roof and like the engine flies out of it and sh- just a horrible wreck right yeah but he was okay
1: or i, I thought
0: i thought he died this was like 1990 or something but they used that you know video for advertisements and all sorts of promotional stuff because he was okay and if nobody knows what i'm talking about i have referenced this wreck before in the podcast but go google andy farr daytona arca on um, YouTube. Well, YouTube is owned by Google, so don't worry about that. But anyway, we're talking about Kansas. Um, Kansas, I believe, is one of the NASCAR-owned tracks and not the SMI tracks because all the SMI tracks have been playing with PJ1 on the track. And I know that they caused a real uproar at Kentucky because I guess they went out and they put PJ1 down in the corners overnight without even like, telling the teams that they were going to do it. My apologies for my phone going off, by the way.
1: Yeah, Part,
0: party foul. I didn't turn it on silent. How unprofessional. But, no, the the SMI t- tracks. Done. Yes, the SMI tracks have been uh, putting PJ1 down, and that's the Marcus Smith, Bruton Smith, you know, Speedway Motorsports Inc. But the NASCAR tracks, I don't think they've really been dabbling with it as much. And we saw that at Kansas on Thursday night. They didn't have the PJ1 down. And I think it afforded some really good racing. Like, there were multiple lanes. You could sail it in at the bottom and slide up. The top lane, when it rubbered up, was obviously the place to be. But you could still make hay on the bottom if you got the lane or the the run and mm-hmm. the line right and if your car was good. You know, so you could still pass. And you could still make things happen. And it was nice to not see a track completely dependent on, you know, One groove that's got sticky shit all over it that captures all the dust and debris. And if you go outside of the groove, then you're completely fucked. No, these guys were actually able to let the racetrack dictate what was fast and they could figure out the lane on their own. And they didn't have to rely on something else that's a complete gimmick. And they produced a good race because of it, and I thought it was great. I liked it. It was a good race. Now, who decides on what tracks the PJ one is on? Is it? I don't even know. I think it's up to the track itself.
1: I, I I have to disagree because NASCAR still runs the entire show. They run the program. They run the safety, and they wouldn't and they wouldn't put they wouldn't allow any kind of safety measures like track handling or any or any kind of artificial grip without NASCAR say so. Yeah, They that's have to true. be able to monitor it as a committee. No, you're right. I think I don't care whose track it is. They're renting the track from Bruton Smith. He, they don't. He's not exactly running the race when it's when it's under a race. NASCAR controls it. I'm sorry.
0: No, you're right. I I think they just. I don't think it's NASCAR's idea, but I think they just kind of allow them to do it.
1: Well, every good experiment needs a control. Correct. You know, I I don't think the tracks
0: dictate how the race (laughs) is going to be run. And I think it's funny that it has. It can't be. I think it's funny that NASCAR allows the other track owner the other majority track owner to do it. They're like, no, you try it. <laughs> I like that idea. Yeah, It's like, yeah, the SMI tracks, they're all the ones that are screwing you up. They don't like that. <laughs> no, I don't know. But anyway, uh, like I said, Denny Hamlin won. Um, we got to talk about Ryan Priest, And I don't think there's anybody who's had worse luck in the, like, I, I can't remember how long. It's been since somebody's had this poor a luck. I mean, you can't can't really attribute it to much else than luck. I mean, they got involved in the pit road accident at Indianapolis because it literally happened around him. He didn't even cause it. He was just there and got stuffed into it. Mm -hmm. So that wrecked his day. Then he's at the next race, and they blow a transmission. And then... So, uh, f- I can't remember what else, but something other than that happened the next race, so just completely screws him. I mean, he goes out, and he has three last-place finishes in a row. Like, in a row. It's so sad to watch. I mean... Oh, God, you're Go not ahead. playing that song, are you? Go ahead. But... any. <laughs> oh, talk with you this is... I'm going to put this out there right now. This is my least favorite cover song of all time. Don't at me.
1: (laughs) That's why you picked it. Don't at me.
0: I hate this song. If people like this song, uh, good for you, honestly. Okay, you do you. Live your best life. Good for you. I enjoy your new tattoo. It's great. Yeah, your new tattoo won't... It doesn't suck at all, bro. Cool. It doesn't suck at all. I, I dig your. I dig your. But no, your, your, I mean, your low-profile tires on your 4 x 4 It's cool. All right. Anyway, I mean, for but God's sakes, Ryan's out there. He's out there, like trying his best, and shit breaks, or he gets wrecked, or something stupid happens, and then he's running in thirteenth, literally thirteenth. I wrote it down. Guys wreck in front of him again, and what happens? Not his fault. He tries to avoid, still hits somebody trying to avoid. And pounds the inside It's wall. either get destroyed or get destroyed. He but had no he choice. Didn't, he didn't really... His race was over if he went straight. His race was over if he went left. I mean... He yeah. would have saved a race car maybe if he went straight, but who knows.
1: Yeah. You know, that's, that's... Yeah, that was crazy. You know something. You know what would be... Kill this goddamn music. I know, but it's, it's perfect.
0: No, it's not. It's terrible. <laughs> it's perfect for... I him. hate this song. <laughs> but, this cool. but anyway... It's auto Turn he, shit off.
1: <laughs> he did. Uh, he did get out of the car real good, and he put that mask on and, and everything, and real quick after hitting the wall at 180, and, and it was really really good. So I was just. I was just. Everybody was happy to see him out.
0: So, you know what would have been funny though. I'll tell you what. What he said over the radio was funny. When they came over. When the first thing he said. When that car came to a stop, he keys the radio up and goes, Fantastic! And I'm like, I've heard that from Ryan before. He's Fantastic. pissed off. <laughs> no, he didn't even swear. He just said, Fantastic! Like, this is the best. I'm having a great time. I'm being completely facetious. <laughs> you know? He gets out of the car, like, stomping mad. I'm like, man, that's... I understand. Your
1: profanity.
0: I understand. Like, that's just such a... Uh, I can't even imagine. If it's he, like, dude, he raced his heart out to get to the Cup Series. Now he's up there. He's actually starting to get better and better equipment, and he put a good run. to Like I said, he was outside, just outside the top ten. He's thirteenth. He's moving forward. This isn't even pit strategy. It's the car is that good. He's moving forward and gets wrecked. Yep. Goodbye notes. Dead. Anyway, if he
1: had, I know it's impossible, but if he was watching that, you know how as they get as they get. Interviewed mm-hmm. as they get interviewed, they they have a prompter and they're and they're watching the replay. Oh, they, they put the little video paper.
0: board up for replays and stuff. Yeah,
1: if he watched that and said, "Roll that beautiful bean footage," and then watched that, get ready. Oh man, that's not that beautiful bean footage. I would have died. I would have died because it'd have been perfect because he was sponsored by Busher Bake Beans.
0: Yeah, that would have been really hilarious. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have done it because I'd have been just as pissed. Roll, roll off, that
1: beautiful. But... Oh, there it goes. It wrecked. <laughs> That would have been funny, but how do you have the presence of mind to do that after you've been in the wall at one hundred? A really
0: good PR agent that's right on your hip could do it, but if yeah. they're really, really clever. But, I mean, come on, nobody's really going to do that's, that. That's crazy. <laughs> that would have been funny as shit. I just feel so bad for JTG Doherty. They're trying their hardest to get good equipment going, and they've had four, four last-place finishes in a row, three for Ryan and one for Ricky Stenhouse, who had a – fire i think inside the car with electrical fire or something no i don't know it's sad and this is the worst cover song I ever made. it's a gimmick nobody likes this song please let's move on <laughs> Oh, Christ. Now i got to transition from that to this. <laughs> you can't tell me you actually like that song. Don't okay, I? Okay, good. <laughs> I
1: love that song. Jesse fucking I believe told that you when that me that
0: shit turns purple and smells like rainbow sherbet. Yeah, right.
1: This song is great. I don't care. It's terribly awful.
0: Okay, so keeping in with the bummer news, uh, we had... I just, I feel like we we keep having deaths like weekly and it just keeps like rolling and rolling and it's just a bummer. Um, Bob Bear, who is the former owner of New Hampshire Motor Speedway, uh, his his resume goes back a long ways, but he he is largely credited with bringing big league cup racing to the New England area because there's no other stop in New England for the Cup Series. The only closest race for them is Watkins Glen or Dover. You know, and he brought it right to center of New England, right in the middle of New Hampshire. No, Pocono doesn't exist either. Pocono's a little further outside, I think. Is it? Or no, Delaware's further away? Yeah. I think Pocono's pretty... Well, they're pretty even, aren't they? All right, so uh, my geography kind of sucks, but I was going by closest. But, yeah, Pocono, Dover, uh, Watkins Glen. Watkins Glen's a little far away, but... um, Yeah, I mean, the guy invented the Oxford 250. Like, he made it, you know, that's... He, I think yeah. he and his brother ran Oxford Plain Speedway for a long time. Um, they took, uh, what the hell, Briar? I think it was called Briar Motorsports Park. It was the old road course up there. And they bought that property and turned it into New Hampshire Motor Speedway, I'm pretty sure. Uh, it Actually, I think it still incorporates some of the old road course out on the backstretch. Don't quote me on that, but it might. Um, I know a lot of people were on Twitter, uh, just pundits saying... Oh, well, this is one of the guys who is credited for killing racing at North Wokesboro. And I'm like, well, to be honest, that is technically true. However, somebody had to sell him that in the first place. And that was the family of, the name escapes me, but it was the guy who owned the track who died. The family who owned North Wokesboro after he died sold everything to Bob Bear and, and Brun Smith. Somebody had to sell it, so who do you blame more? The person who sold it, or the person who bought it? I blame Bruton Smith more, because he's responsible for a couple other tracks being closed, Yeah, I mean, Bruton was really the spearhead, because he was the one who was pressuring them to buy the track for a long time. Yeah, look up Nasr
1: Speedway and Pikes Peak Raceway. Right. The scoreboard from Pikes Peak went to to, uh, Texas. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, other things, too, but... uh, yeah, that's pretty lousy, though. When a track, is, when a racetrack is responsible for the demise of other racetracks, that's pretty damn low.
0: That is pretty low. Like I said, it was the family who owned the racetrack. It was the people who owned, you know, the track after the guy died. They were the ones who sold the dates. Yeah, educate yourself, to, Karen. It was up to them. They could have said no, and they could have held on to the estate, but no, they sold it. So don't blame, you know, Bob Bear for taking an opportunity to get a date at his racetrack. That's what brought racing and held racing in New England for, um, God, over 20 years now. Um, speaking of which, the Cup Series is going to be in New England next. I believe that's coming up this weekend, but it just stinks. I mean, Bob was, uh, very, very instrumental in New England racing all the way up until his death, um, this past week and. Uh, just super, it's a big loss, but he left a very big influence and very big legacy behind, so. Also passing away this past week was spotter Brad Campbell. I know he did a lot of Xfinity and truck stuff. He was well beloved in the spotter community. He passed away from an accident last Saturday, not this past Saturday, I think, but last Saturday. He had that accident, and he passed away during the week before this weekend's races. Of uh, injuries from that car accident, I guess he was trying to get to the plane uh, to go home or something from a race. I can't remember, but he. I just. It's just sad. I mean, the guy was. I think he was younger than me. I mean, it's just. It sucks, you know, when well-beloved people are taken way too young. Just, just sad. And then the final um, blow to NASCAR and and all of oval track racing in general was the passing of uh long-famed petty brother Maurice Petty who was the brother of Richard Petty he passed away this this Saturday this Saturday uh he was 81 years old uh, known as being Richard's longtime mechanic and would you call him the brains behind the operation or the or the wrench behind the operation probably both I'd call him both he did a, he was a jack of all trades he did a, he did a lot
1: well, I think everybody had to throw their hand in on something. So,
0: Oh, back in the day, they had like yeah. five or six guys, and that was the whole team, you know? <laughs> so Maurice Petty had to do everything. I think he built motors. He built chassis. He built, you know, yeah, trucks and trailers. Stuff. Everybody had their hands in on it. Everybody was a big-time mechanic. But he, he was there for everything, you know? He was there through it all. Um, I think they said he was there for like 198 of his 200 wins. I mean just long standing legacy with racing. He wasn't I know he was he did try to dabble in in driving and I know he wasn't too fond of it or too good at it he said so he just said, "You know what? I know my place and I'm just going to stick with what I'm good at." And I mean just super impressive legacy to leave behind. And it's tough when a sp- Like I said before, it's tough when people who are young die, but it's also really tough when the legends and the legacy of the sport pass away. And Maurice Petty was a legacy of the sport. So moving on from the sad stuff. um, (laughs) Sorry, everyone. It's just, it's the news. I got to report it. Um, Stafford held another race this Friday. They didn't get rained out again. Um, Yay. Yay. This week I didn't actually tune in because... I just can't. I can't spend a hundred bucks a month watching racing. <laughs> I gotta save a little money here, you know. But uh, their coverage is great. I love watching it. I just I can't. I can't pay every week, so <laughs> it's it's a little tough. But I'll when give the you, switcher works, well, it worked every other time. I mean, they had one issue. It's gonna happen, you know. It's not like we had never had issues before. But let's see. I'll go through the rundown. Jeremy Lavoy won the limited late model race. I know that they've been well well contested. I guess. <laughs> I know. I, people are like, "Oh, why do you hate the limited late models so much?" I'm like, "Well, I had to go listen to episode blank." You know, <laughs> I'll tell you every time. But no. Um, so for late models, Ryan Fern picked up the win. Yes. Uh, SK is Ronnie Williams, one. Um, I, I I keep trying to keep up with these, like, yes. I keep trying to keep up with, like, the the highlights and the clips and the interviews and all this other stuff that Stafford puts out, but they show, like, the last lap of the race, and usually it's strung out by then, and I'm like, well, crap, I can't figure out what goes on in the race. And, uh, ah, you know, it just kind of – I'm not a very good media Personnel, I'm not a very good writer. I'm just like, here's who won. <laughs> no, the, here's a good story. Uh, SK Light, they had their their big 40-lap race. It was the Dunleavy's uh, 40-lap uh, special for the SK Lights. And the rookie, Derek Debbis, picked up the win. I believe he's actually driving for Todd Owen. With um, Well, it, I don't know if he's driving for Todd Owen. It's kind of the same deal, like, I think Narducci had, where they they probably rent the car out from him or something or they provide the technical support or something. I'm not really well read on that. You might want to ask Todd, but um either way, the kid's a rookie and I guess he picks this stuff up real quick because he's already picked up a win. I think they are 3-4 races into the season already. Um Isn't are, it, that's sure Ke- Is that Kevin Debus's kid? Uh, I mean, that's a pretty strong name. I mean, I'd, I'd probably tie the two together, right? Yeah. And Deb is uh late models, didn't he? Something like that down at Waterford? Yep. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, so this kid's coming along pretty quick, it looks like. Uh, I've noticed him a few times uh, watching the SK Lights race, and it, it, it keeps the car up front. I mean, uh, I, I like to sit and be able to watch individually so that I can actually like focus on a driver and see how they do in traffic and their line and all that stuff. I like to kind of pick it apart and just see for myself how it goes, but... Like, watching coverage is kind of hard to do that because the cameras move sometimes and you can't really focus. But anyway, good for him. Uh, I didn't notice any any sort of issues except for lap one of the street stock race. Uh, I heard that there was a massive accident. I think there was, like, 12 cars involved in turn one, and there was a car up on top of somebody else. And it just – like, Phil was sitting over in turn one, and he sends me a picture, and there's a car – with its nose under the back end of another car like halfway down it and there's one backwards and just there's cars <laughs> just everywhere I'm like, oh, they didn't learn their lesson <laughs> I don't think they ever will either but it looked like there was a lot of people wrecked over in turn one but uh, yeah, that, that looked uh, pretty my bad t- Oh, hello, my son has joined the podcast studio are you? How are you? Oh, good. Good change, bud. You'll feel better. Did you have a good time? I hope you had a good time. I have, I have a good, time. good. All right. So I guess it's strung out afterwards because I didn't see any other thing go on. Like, I wish I could, you know, Stafford, I got one more complaint. Uh, can you guys, like, have race monitor for the street stocks? Because I think they're the only division that doesn't have it. And I like to keep tabs on it if I can't watch because I have the race monitor app. And we can also, like... You know keep track of our lap times and stuff and just general racing knowledge and, and stuff just can we put some transponders on these cars please i know they're a little expensive but i already have one and that wouldn't apply to me so <laughs> please <laughs> please <laughs> no i i just i think it would be a great idea you'd you'd save on overhead for scoring okay Please. but no i guess jason lafayette won his first race of the year um it looked like go ahead there we go And, it, I don't know, like I said, it looked like it just kind of strung out and might have been... Once in a while, you just get a you know, race that strings out and just kind of no passing and a little bit boring, and it just is what it is. And That's kind of what it looked like. I'm, again, it wasn't there, and I couldn't really tell, so whatever. But, again, congrats to all the winners at Stafford. I really hope that I get there soon enough at some point because I really want to take part. <laughs> all right, so... On to the truck series they ran a double header this weekend which i don't think they've run a double header all year uh, the cup series ran a double header but they had to keep the it was the same rules as before they had to keep the same truck for uh, both races and they couldn't break it and if they had to fix anything then they would have to go to a backup and then they just they lose their position etc 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 play painting English transformers now angry birds makes a transformers game so, on thir- – oh, what the hell day was it? Friday. Jeez. Okay, so the Truck Series really ran Friday and Saturday. Austin Hill picked up the win in the Friday race. Uh, to be honest with you, these races, uh, I don't know if they were that exciting. I, I i don't know what you thought of them, Jess, if you saw them. Um, but I know that I was probably watching my phone for most of them, but eh. I I I can't really complain because it's racing and I will watch racing and I know that it has it every time I talk about exciting racing it's like it has to happen organically and I'm like, you know, sometimes it doesn't this time there were some exciting parts but you know, it just kind of It did. wasn't bad. It wasn't terrible. I'm not going to say I was completely bored the whole time. It's still
1: better than the office.
0: Oh god, yes. It's um, better
1: than the big bank theory or how I well, met your mother or you know, reruns of that or for freaking uh uh, two and a half men or some shit. Oh,
0: it's okay. So I'm never gonna complain Soul about the crushing. truck race again. <laughs> Soul because, crushing, god awful stuff. Uh, okay, so I really shouldn't complain because I could be watching that. Um, but no, but Matt Crafton made up for it on Saturday because the race for the win was actually pretty exciting. Uh, I think he had it was one of the KBM trucks. Wasn't it it was bad. Th-
1: it was. It was the. It was the 16. I think.
0: Was it? No, I think it was uh, Christian Eckes in the 18. Yeah,
1: looking for his first win.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was Christian Eckes in the 18. So the, he was catching Matt, and Matt hasn't won in three years, and which and, is hilarious because he won the championship, even though NASCAR rewards winning, and he completely poked a hole in the balloon. <laughs> so, so, which is great. He's my which, favorite champion. Yeah, he is bar none. He would have been the Ryan Newman if Ryan could have pulled it off a few years ago. This is true. Um, but no, Matt picked up the win. He managed to hold off Christian Eckes in the final laps. It was a battle. Uh, he—it's he, just experience that won him that race because I don't think he had the fastest truck, but he was able to basically because everything is so aerodependent dependent now. He just ran the—he basically mirror drove and ran in the lane where the guy was going to be running and took the air off the guy's nose. Clean air. See, clean air happens. <laughs> uh, sorry. So yeah, he picked up the win, and I'm glad for Matt because I like Matt Craft and he's kind of an older guy, but he does tutor a lot of other racers and. As an old guy,
1: I was very happy. Um, I was very happy for Gray Pubes, Matt Crafton. Good for him. Because as an old guy, you never know when your when your next race win will be your last. Right. You know when you ever won in that long, you you kind of think to yourself, well, maybe I'll never get another one. Mm-hmm. And Eckes, he. He's yeah, got a lot of wins ahead of him. You're thinking to yourself, well, yeah, he's in great equipment, and he's a good enough driver, and he's going to end up winning one. But you can't take that for granted either. No. you know. So if he had won and beat Matt Crafton, I wouldn't have been sad either. But Yeah, I mean, you know, it was
0: going to be a good outcome either way. It was a good race. They didn't kill each other. They ran hard. I'm it just was glad just a, that it was Kyle f- Bush is winless. Well. No, he won a truck race. He did win a truck race. He got to keep it.
1: He did get to keep it. Yeah, It wasn't encumbered.
0: So, (laughs) at least that's gone now. I'm so glad they got rid of the encumbered win thing. That was so stupid. Oh, my God.
1: Thank you.
0: Anyway, so Brandon Jones won the Xfinity Series race Saturday, and if I told you that when you were watching it at the beginning, you'd be like, what, really? He won that thing? Well, he was sixth when they had the first green-white checkered, and then I think he was still sixth at the second green-white checkered (laughs)
1: bullshit.
0: Yeah, I don't even know how he won that race, but I guess his car handled really well on the short run. But, yeah, again, the Xfinity series typically puts on the best show. Um, I think the Cup series was actually the best show this week. Uh, The Truck series had the best finish, but... I don't
1: know. That Brandon Joe's driving from sixth to first in the last lap is pretty damn good.
0: The the Here's the thing that I've, Twitter has taught me. It's like don't let the end of the race dictate how the whole race went because the whole rest of the race was really kind of a snoozer until they had a green-white checkered. I'll be fair. Usually the Xfinity Series, this is the first time all year the Xfinity Series kind of put on a boring race. But again, That's because Noah Gregson
1: was a turd and he was mid-pack, so he had to be nice. <laughs> It's funny though, isn't it? You know, if you're if you're a turd, you off you play nice. Yeah, right. If you're aggressive, you If you're all of a sudden
0: you're Mister <laughs> Badass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. So, I think I'm going to try to keep this as short as possible this week because my throat kind of hurts, too much info. But there's been an announcement from Seacon Speedway. I know that they've been really trying to get that place to open up. They they've gotten. Friday nights opened up for their Fast Friday shows. They've been trying desperately to get Saturdays going for their NASCAR program. They released something two hours ago as of recording, and it says they have announced some Saturday night schedule updates. Now, I'm going to read this. It came from their Facebook post. I'll just read the whole thing verbatim so that people get the most possible news out of it. So, Which you've probably already read by the time the show airs, but go ahead. Correct, but if anybody hasn't read it, here it is. Seekonk Speedway announced on Monday a new race schedule for Saturday night competition for the month of August. Due to COVID-19 restrictions by the state of Massachusetts, who made a last-second decision to not allow fans into the Speedway until the start of Phase 4— which, who the hell knows when that's going to happen? This guy's an idiot. I'm sorry, Massachusetts, your governor is very very unintelligent. Saturday night racing will begin without spectators in the front gate. That stinks. Fast Friday night without spectator, uh, spectators has been running for two weeks and has been successful. Again, still stinks. I want fans. Uh, Saturday night racing will begin on August 8th with Everett Auto Parts late models, Helger's South Coast Power Equipment Sportsman, and Chaz Auto Body Sports Trucks. Yes. Um, what do I do, Lord? Destroy the child. <laughs> the Troy City Tactical Spectator Drags and Sport Fours will also join the action that night. There will be a Saturday night only practice session on Saturday, August 1st. Seaconk Speedway will rotate Fast Friday divisions into the Saturday night program for the month of August with non points events. However, this has no effect on what happens on Friday night. Fast Friday will remain the same. Seekonk Speedway will not be running under the NASCAR sanction for the remainder of the 2020 season. All three of Seekonk's Saturday Night Divisions will run for the same purse that they've been running for prior to the COVID-19 pandemic. A full update of August uh, schedule is below, and they've posted that below. Seekonk Speedway will continue to abide by all CDC recommendations and state rules, including mm-hmm. social distancing and masks, Face coverings are required when social distancing is impossible, especially walking through the Speedway pit area and midway. Masks are not required when teams are in their pit stalls with their pit crew. Seacon Speedway is continuing to look at ways to put the top pro stock division on the track in 2020 with a race schedule of at least a few races hopeful to come for the months of September and October. However, they will not begin racing in August due to the large purse structure they necessitate. Seacon Speedway... Also continues to work with the state of Massachusetts elected officials to attempt to re re-categorize the Speedway in a different sector due to the seating capacity and capability to socially distance. Yeah, this is why there's no racetracks in Massachusetts, because Massachusetts is goddamn stupid when it comes to this stuff. I'm sorry, but this doesn't, you know... Just hang in there, baby. You're doing great. I'm proud of you. Seekonk Speedway understands the cost involved in running a top-tier division like the Pro Stocks, and we would not want them to compete for a less value than they deserve everybody listen to that yeah that quote Thompson is, that quote is from Ed Saint. Germain Seekonks yeah, director of Thompson. Yeah, that's right exactly that quote is from Ed Saint. Germain Seacon's director of business development. he also goes on to say we are in constant contact with the officials in the state of Massachusetts to get fans into the speedway. We want to be categorized in a different sector and be able to operate just like any other responsible business that is currently open in the state. We appreciate everyone on Fast Friday working within the requirements given to us and look forward to continuing Friday night racing as it stands. And then they post a whole schedule. They talk about a open practice. We want to get some momentum going for our race teams with hopes of getting fans in the grandstands very soon, David Alburn, general manager of Seekonk Speedway, said. We want to get our Saturday night teams on the racetrack before the season is over. We will also continue to look for ways to get our dedicated pro stock teams on track for 2020. They already said that before in the article. I'm proud of you. Seekonk Speedway will release full race procedures, race day schedules, and more information directly to race teams prior to August 8th. Seekonk is hopeful to include thrill shows and special event races in the remaining 2020 schedule. However, all of those are on hold until Massachusetts begins Phase Four, which might never happen. I felt the touch of God. <laughs> Pro 4 and Pro 8 cylinder Enduro races are possible as part of the Saturday night program. For more information on Seaconk Speedway, visit SeaconkSpeedway.com and follow the track on social media. I'm on the motherfucker. <laughs> so, man, that's. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? So, that stinks Jesse, for the you pro not stock press guys. That one. Jesse's pushing bad buttons over here and they're swearing in front of poor Raji and his virgin I'd knock that shit off if I was you. <laughs> So that just stinks, man. I mean, come on, Massachusetts, Massachusetts, come on, get with it. You've got one racetrack left, one racetrack. I mean, come on. Well, any fucking time, sweetheart. Any time now. You want to get this place Please, clean? get out of here. <laughs> now listen, I have a question. Go.
1: Who would who would want to see Sidsview cover the uh, beat of eyes of the fans of Seaconk while there's no fans in the stands? Who would want to see Sidsview live stream that?
0: Does Seaconk have the ability to live stream, do or do they, they bring in somebody to do it? Do they have internet? I would believe so. They're right in the middle of the commercial district. Do you have access to internet? They
1: ain't out in the country. No, they're in the middle Does of the commercial you do a lot district. Of bad on this we show. can do it. Th- thank you, bud.
0: Oh shit! I can't hear you. But come on, Massachusetts, you—you're killing me. You're—you've got one racetrack. One. How can you not work with them to keep them open? You gotta be shitting me, Joker. But, I wish you could see my hands in the air, like because I want. Because Massachusetts I want to yell. don't
1: care. Massachusetts doesn't care no. about racing or racetrack. They don't vote
0: Democrat. What's wrong with you? They only care about... They don't care. There's they, no money in it for them. They care about Cape Cod and Boston, and the whole rest They're of the estate can that. probably suck it yes. in their eyes. Yeah, how how could we... <laughs> Look, how? I'm so animated, I knocked over things in the studio. I mean... <laughs> <Crying>. <laughs> oh, this is falling off the rails real quick. Oh but I, I'll, I appreciate... Their commitment to the racers, though, they're, they're not going out there saying, look, we can't cover your purse. Will you just take less? It's like, no, they know these race cars cost money, and they know that they're a very heavy investment for the racers to, to undertake, and they're not saying, hey, well, I guess times are tough for the racetrack, so will you take a quarter of your purse like they did to the frickin' SKs at Thompson?
1: News flash,
0: asshole! They're not going to do it. Because Seacon actually there's a reason why, why Seekonk, so stupid. there's a reason why Seekonk has their own bespoke divisions with a very low return on investment for racers, and they have good car counts for them because they show that people give a damn about the racers. that's why people race there. they know that they are going to be cared for, and that's why they're saying, "Look Pro stock guys, we want to pay you what you think you're worth." we know you're pretty screwed when it comes to NASCAR. So you know what? Don't buy a license. Don't invest in it. We'll have you come and race. We're going to give you whatever your purse is. We're not going to make you race for less. And we're going to make sure that you get what you deserve. And if we can't accommodate, if we can't accommodate you this year, hold on to your stuff. We'll bring you back next year, but we're not going to make you essentially work for peanuts. We're going to give you what you deserve and that's it. You know, not like Thompson and say, "Hey, times are tough. Can you take a giant pay cut because we don't want to pay you?" That was before COVID. That was before COVID. <laughs> that was before COVID. <laughs> Bologna. Good
1: grief! No. I mean, that yeah, that reminds me to episode whatever.
0: A couple two, episodes ago, yeah, whatever. Two,
1: three, where there, where NASCAR is well, racing in general is flourishing everywhere but New England.
0: Hmm. It, like I said, kudos to Seekonk for doing what they feel is right. You're gonna the racers, even though I don't race there, and although I don't have a pro stock and I don't have all this stuff, I still respect that.
1: Oh, we always love Seekonk. Seekonk's a great place. Oh yeah, I mean love Seekonk, love S- the people. It's S- cool.
0: Seekonk's on my list. <laughs> it just is. So I, I hope for the best for Seekonk in the future, especially the very near yeah. future. I hope they're not financially in trouble. I really, I think they aren't, but you know that they, they just.
1: I wish that we could just like dig a racetrack up and move it, yeah, like physically to a different state. Or hey,
0: planet. you know, there's a really big plot of land up in Plainfield that's gone unsold. <laughs> yeah, right. Can we move Seacock <laughs> there?
1: Take the whole racetrack, put it on a couple flatbeds, and will it, it. Fit in it.
0: Will it fit in 147 acres? Because I could move it into a nice lot right across the street from central VW yes, Ford and next to the big Y where the dog track used to be. Yes. What's this one? It's right next to the highway. It'd be a Not get on, happened. get off. No traffic problems. That's right. Come on. That
1: was the
0: greatest one I did. Quiet, boy. So I think this is it for this week. You can find our podcast on every major podcast platform, like, share, subscribe, give us a rating, give us some feedback. Tell us what we're doing wrong. All right, I'm out of here. Anyway, um, you can find this podcast on Instagram at makinglapspodcast. You know, I like to pump the, the Instagram account because I do like what I'm posting on there. I post some pretty cool stuff. You can find it on Facebook at facebook.com/slash making laps podcast. If you need some links to, you know, some listening to platforms other than what you see on Facebook, go on over to com. I posted a couple up there if you want to find them. They're right on the front page. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at BrentGleason01. Uh, that's all I got for this week.
1: I don't have any of that stuff. As I've said many times before, get off this podcast. I want to subscribe. Go quiet, boy. Who gives a shit? Anyway, tur- turn this podcast off. Go fly a
0: kite. Go read a book. Get off the screen. I don't know. It was 97 degrees outside today. It was kind of hot to do that. Go but you Go outside. Know what? Go sweat and go lose some weight. It's healthy for you, kids. Let's go. Go
1: climb a tree or cut it down and build firewood. Builds character. All right, Not so my white
0: ass! until next time, until next time, keep the dirty side down. Cool. And stay out of the fence and pray for c Thank you all for listening.